Aloha, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Abroad Podcast. I'm your host, Auntie Max, and my intention is to share the voices and stories of Native Hawaiians, also known as Kanaka Maoli, that relocated away from our homeland of Hawaii. I'm here with my very good friend, Tiffany Zunemeister. She's an island girl, born and raised in Kaneohe, Hawaii, on the windward side of Oahu. She comes from a talented Hawaiian family that encompasses both the hula and music community. Her great-grandmother, Kau'i Zudemeister, composed the beloved song, Napua Le'i Lima. Her great-aunt is Kumuhula Noi Zudemeister. Her brother, Hoku, is a popular, award-winning Hawaiian musician. And she has been teaching hula in Las Vegas, Nevada for several years. I'm so excited to be sharing with everyone her journey and how she got to this point in her life as a native Hawaiian living abroad. Ooh, aloha Tiffany and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, before Aloha. Before I ask my questions, I wanted to give you a chance to share with us your journey on relocating and how you now became a resident of Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I started um, my journey in 2014 of February, moving here to Las Vegas. I actually Actually, it was a better opportunity for my keiki, um, more possibilities for them as they were um, exiting their high school, starting their elementary. I have a 10-year uh, gap between my two youngest. So it was, um, I, I think that it was a more opportunity for them to explore the world. We're on the island. We're kind of on the island. Um, so exploring out of the Hawaiian Islands was an opportunity for my kids to broaden their horizon in what it's like to see, you know, what they have to offer outside of Hawaii. Okay, so why Las Vegas? Why did you choose this out of other states you could have moved to? Why Las Vegas? I actually came here in 2013 for a family reunion and we took the kids to Disneyland um, and I think it's because I chose Las Vegas is I was familiar with it. Um, I have friends that I would come up here every year to visit. So staying at their, their hale compared to staying in a hotel and on the strip is completely different. You see a different side of Las Vegas where you're not as on the touristy type of exploring Las Vegas. And I felt that I was comfortable enough um, to move here with just me and my keiki um not knowing a lot but knowing enough to get by um i've actually toiled with the idea of here and washington and i don't know what made me just come to vegas but i just ended in vegas so do you think this relocation is to be temporary or permanent or what do you think? You know, with the economy nowadays and how expensive Hawaii is getting, I don't think I could ever 
move back home to live as a resident only because I mean, it's getting expensive here in Las Vegas too because of just how the world is happening right now, but I'm able to have my own place and I'm able to give my keiki what we could never have as little ones back home in Hawaii. We, uh, in Hawaii, it's so expensive that I'm sure if I was to move back home, it would be living with family members or friends um, as, you know, there would be no way that I could get my own place and have my own house just because of the expense and being a single mom and things like that. So um, I don't think I could ever go back. I always truly believe home will be home. It won't go anywhere. We can always go back and visit. But I, you know, I, I truly believe it be there and we can always go back, but I don't think I'll ever be able to live back home. Yeah, I, I totally understand that the economy is really crazy back at home. And um, yeah, there's so much people that had to move because of that. And mm -hmm. interesting that you chose Las Vegas to be that one. <laughs> Especially with the weather. The weather is hot. I cold. think it's because, I also think because it's, closer to home than other places like California is a lot more expensive than Vegas um so being home and be going to either Washington or Utah I think it I think I thought of it as the ninth island so to say we have a lot of locals a lot of things that happen here so it was more of a comforting type of decision for Las Vegas totally hear you yeah um, so I want to share some statistics that um, I was able to do. So based on some of my recent research on this topic, Native Hawaiian population in Hawaii has decreased tremendously. Yeah. So Native Hawaiians seem to be migrating away from their homeland in Hawaii, unfortunately. So when I did my research and using the U.S. Um, consensus report, and you know they do that every 10 years, yeah? So they just did it um, recently on in 2020. But when you look at those numbers from 2010 and 2020, you see a 50% decrease in the population. But when you look at the overall amount of how much Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders that live in Hawaii, that percentage is only 11% of that whole population is actually mm -hmm. locals, lo um, native Hawaiians, or they mm -hmm. actually group it with Pacific Islanders also, yeah. So um, we're looking at only 11% of that pe of the people is actually natives. So, and if you wanna know the number, it's actually, it went from 355,000 down to 157,000 and that's the overall right now there's 150,000 there um so that's a really small number but you know when we look at Nevada's number um that number's increased that's interesting um it's showing that Hawaii is still at least the number one with Hawaiian population but mm -hmm. California is not too far behind. And then we have um, 
Nevada, which is not too far behind that. So um, what do you think about those statistics to know that it's only 11% of the people in Hawaii is actually Native Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders? I think that's really sad. I really think that, you know, it, it, it's really sad that because of circumstances that are beyond the Native Hawaiians control, that they have to move for them to survive and for them to, to make it out there, um, for them to be successful. I think that a lot of times the Native Hawaiians kind of get, I mean, and this is my belief, they kind of get shunned upon because we live on an island. We don't, we don't have that opportunity like California or Nevada have um, for our keiki, especially. Um, you know, growing up, we never had the opportunity to have scouts come and see us for colleges and things like that. And very rare Hawaii has that right now where families have to move their children out of Hawaii to get the opportunity to play sports in college or to even just get looked at. You know, you have your handful of people that will go to Kamehameha or Iolani to, to see other, you know, to see athletes, but it's because of who you know and not what you know. Um, that, that's my belief. And so, I, you know, it's really sad that they have to venture off. Um, I wish I could raise my keiki the way that we were raised on the beach and, you know, in the mountains and things like that. And, you know, it, moving home, moving away from home makes me appreciate more what we had in our backyard. Um, here in Vegas, it's not easy to get, to go outside and pick tea leaf to make a tea leaf lay or, you know, to dig a hole for an emu or, you know, it's not as easy. So you appreciate so much more that you have at home. Um, but then yet, you know, that going home to have that luxury, so to say, financially, it's not affordable. So it's, yeah. it's just sad that we have to raise our keiki outside and they don't get to experience, you know, what we did when we were little. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so talking about your backyard, can you share with us a couple fond memories you might have of being raised in Hawaii, besides what you were telling us with your tea leaves and so on? Um, some of my fondest memories, well, coming from a hula background, um, we've always, we were raised at the beach, uh, Ka'ava Beach Park. We were there every weekend camping or, you know, just spending time with family. Um, I miss, again, like I said, I appreciate so much more. I miss just being able to go to the mountain and pick some liko or, you know, lawa'e and things like that um, to, to ease, be easily available for us to do what we enjoy to do, which is dancing hula. Um, another fond memory that I miss that I have is just spending time with family. Um, coming from a big family, we've, we had cousins left and right. And so, you know, at a certain point, every weekend we were together, um, just spending time, we would sleep over or, you know, um, others would come up to our house. And so it was just, you know, that, that type of memories I have that I wish my kids could have um, being away from home. You know, we have family and friends, but not close the way that we were close to our cousins and our aunties and uncles back then. 
Yes, yes, I hear you. I know you're, you come from a very talented Hawaiian family. Yeah, <laughs> they encompass the hula and music and, you know, that community. And yeah, it's awesome where we just, we like to spend time with our family and, you know, <laughs> just having, having the elements available to us is so different compared to being in Vegas. Yeah. So um, being that you come from such a talented family <laughs> and I know you, you share your culture. So can you share with us a little bit of what you do when it comes to perpetuating the Hawaiian culture while you're living abroad in Vegas? Well, I was always taught by my dad that wherever you go, you take it with you. No matter where you're at, you always learn to live with aloha. You, you carry it with you. Um, in 2014, I, you know, decided to move to Las Vegas. I was a part of um, Halau back home, um, which under the direction of Kau'i Dileri, Kalihili Hilehua Ohopoi Kuikunani. And we, it was, it was, we were a family. Like we did a lot together um, through Halau. And coming up here in Las Vegas, I had reached out to Kumu and, you know, just expressed my feeling that, I wanted to continue hula here for me and my daughter. Um, and, but it was very challenging finding something that was traditional um, the way that it was at home. And I guess I got spoiled dancing with Auntie Aloha. Well, growing up with my dad and then dancing with Auntie Aloha and then on to Kaui, I, I kind of was stuck in my way, I, say, I guess so to say, that I was only used to, to you know, their style their upbringing and their beliefs I shouldn't say their beliefs but their their style and so trying to find something here in Las Vegas it was very challenging for me um, because it was completely different so I reached back out to Kumu and you know I had told her um, and at that point she was just starting her Aikumu um, hula which was worldwide she was teaching abroad um, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm having a very hard time and I, I don't see myself continuing on unless, you know, it's something that I'm comfortable with. And my daughter and I used to dance in the living room, you know, just bringing back memories and dancing together. And so she was, you know, she played with the idea of how about you open a branch in, in Las Vegas for me? So, you know, it, it kind of sat on the back burner for a while. Um, and in 2015, for my birthday, she actually uh, gifted me with Halau name um, for here, for Las Vegas, my branch here in Las Vegas. So um, we are under the direction of Kau'i Dileri, and I do teach um, hula here. Um, we have a bunch of um, keiki and wahine that all come from Hawaii or have Hawaii ties um, to just teach them and live our culture the way that we could, the best that we could here how we used to do back home in Hawaii. So we get together every week. I do um, lay classes. We do, we try to do tea leaf lay classes for the babies. You know, I, I try to bring back what I learned when I was little so that they can carry it on and know and have the knowledge to continue it on. My Kai, I'm so happy for you and, and for the community because we, I know there's such a, big, big community of Hawaiians, Hawaiian Kanakas um, in Las Vegas, and they could totally use those kind of support. So mm -hmm. mahalo, mahalo mm -hmm. for, for doing that for us. Um, so you're still with Kau'i? 
and you're doing mm -hmm. it abroad. So you're having online classes with her and then you're passing that um, on to your students. Is that how Correct. it works? Correct. So we have weekly classes with her um, via, you know, via Zoom online. And then we go and we teach our haumana, what we've learned. Mike, and we have is... we have uh, yearly workshops with her. Um, she does come and visit branches um, frequently uh, to uh, work one on one with us and with Halal. So yes, my kaki. Well, because I know you personally, I know that um, you do more than what you do with the Halal. So can you share with us a little bit more about other culture things that you do within the community? Well, we've actually, I've actually been very fortunate to be asked um, pre-COVID to be part a part of a committee to form committee at form of to try and uh, bring our Hawaiian culture here to Las Vegas, opening up a, a chartered a Hawaiian chartered school. Um, that kind of has been put on pause for a minute because of COVID, um, but I continue to look at it as that's my that's a goal in the near future with things starting to open up. Um, I, you know, when I got presented with the opportunity, it, it really sparked my interest, especially because my occupation, I'm in the education field. Um, but knowing that our, our Kiki here in Las Vegas, especially that our um, community is so big um, that they can benefit from that because a lot of times people when they leave home, they lose the culture. They don't know where to find it. They don't know how to continue it. Um, I had to get used to, to a lot of things where, you know, back home, like I said, we take advantage of just going in our backyard and picking flowers, making lays, where now it's, we have to use our imagination or settle for artificial flowers or things like that, in which I have a really hard time still doing that, but um, we do do that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get that, that committee to form back um, back in action and, you know, start looking for that um, Hawaiian chartered school again. Um, we can easily, it's, it's, it's a process. I've, I didn't realize and I came to appreciate education much, much more that um, applying for the, for the chartered school, is, it's a big process and I didn't realize how, how much work it takes. So you appreciate a lot more. But then on the other hand, you know that you're doing it for the kids. You're doing it for the keiki to continue. Um, we were looking in doing hula, Hawaiian language, um, all of that. So um, that's an outside community um, thing that I do here when we have the time. But now that COVID is starting to ease up, we're hoping to bring that back. My Kai, we really need that because, you know, as we was going over the statistics about everybody moving away from Hawaii, well, we want to keep our culture going regardless where they reside. Yeah. So mm -hmm. having that as a resource is awesome. So Holoimua, yes, continue to do that. My Kai. Um, so you brought up a little bit about what you do, um, your work. Yeah. So can you share a little bit with us about your career, the opportunities that you have being here in Las Vegas? Sure. I actually am the director of admissions for Southern Highlands Preparatory School. Um, I just started that position um, in July. I was previously with a Jewish day school. 
um, as an admission coordinator. So I'm still in the education field. Uh, in Hawaii, I was in the education field teaching. And then coming to Las Vegas, I ended up in the admin building, um, working with the administrators. Uh, so currently right now, I am the director of admissions. I actually am encountering a lot of Hawaii people looking for private schools that are moving during the summer. So I've actually, it's really funny because I've touched bases with probably around seven to eight Hawaii families that are moving, looking for a better education for their keiki because, you know, the school system, it, they struggle so much, whether it's DOE or whether it's CCSD. Um, they don't have the resources of to provide for the keiki who need, uh, you know, different, different, I guess, so to say, their education needs. And so it's, it's really, it saddens me that so many people are from Hawaii are leaving, but it makes me so happy that I can touch bases with them and, and we're planning to like meet and get together when they come on for tours and things like that. So it's really, you know, I'm glad that I'm able to help people from Hawaii um, get that further step ahead in education for their keiki. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. My kai, yeah. my kai. Okay, so um, if you do, you have any message that you would like to share with the Hawaiian community, regardless where they are, here in well, in Las Vegas or in Hawaii, you have any kind of message that you would like to share with them about relocating or anything you want to say at all? Um, I'd just like to say that, um. You know, relocating, there are families that struggle with the thought of relocating because they don't want to leave home. So they put themselves and their ohana in crisis because of financials. Um, it's not as scary as you think. Um, there are a lot of locals that we are here to welcome you with open arms if you need to make that move. Um, and there are ways to perpetuate the Hawaiian culture, um, whether it's just surrounding yourself with ohana, with local people, with your just being familiar with the way that our lifestyle was back home because it is completely different here but um you know it, it's not as scary as, as it is and for me I I always say home is where your heart is um and you are the ones to perpetuate the Hawaiian culture you were brought up with it you know it continue it with your keiki because they will never know I actually am planning and we're fundraising right now to uh for Halau to come back home in July to um, so that our keiki can experience what we've experienced. I have um, them working in the lo'i lined up, um, the lo'i, I mean, the uh, local ia. Um, we're gonna go to Al Kai and I wanna go to the mountains. I want them to experience that culture that we had or we did and continue to do because we can't get it here. We don't have the ocean, you know, 15 minutes away. We don't have the mountain 10 minutes away. Um, so that's what we're doing right now. And that's why I want my keiki um, to go ahead and enjoy that and learn that. Because a lot of times when they go home, because it's been so long that they've been home, they go and they do touristy things, I guess, so to say. Um, you know, they, they, all they do is eat because they miss the Hawaiian food. So that's what we're, we're, we're working towards um, this year is taking the keiki home so that they can experience all of that. Um, I always, you know, like I always tell the, the parents, I 
I tell them I'm not Kumu, but I am more than willing to pass on everything and anything that I've learned to the kids so that they know whether, whether it was, you know, whether it is making a tea leaf lay or how, you know, eating a lao lao, it, it's just, they know where they come from. So. My kai, my kai. So if you had a chance to relocate back to Hawaii, would there be some adjustments that you would like to see before you actually take that leap to relocate back? You know, I think that adjustments would be wishful thinking just because of how things are back home in Hawaii. Um, I went back home maybe three years ago and I, my eyes was just so sore because I was like, what is all this concrete doing on the island now? Um, you know, I go, we were, like I said, we were brought up in Ka'ava Beach Park. We were brought up there every weekend and you go there now and there's no place to picnic or anything like that. So if there was any changes that I could make, you know, I mean, the island of Oahu is where our tourism is, is, but stop building, you know, that like, just be thankful for the land that we have and stop building and putting more concrete on more and more so that the island continues to sink because it's really sad for our keiki that we cannot show them where we we were raised and what we we did so if that's one thing i would i would say to stop you know building stop pro producing all these buildings and high rises and things like that that would be maybe my biggest one you know you're a true country girl yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, I totally, I totally hear you. It is pretty much a concrete jungle, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. yeah, being a country girl myself, live being raised in Kaneohe, you know, you you enjoy the natural elements, really. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Totally you got to slow down a little bit, you know. Yeah, right. I feel you, girl. I totally feel you. Well, I want to thank you so much for um, joining me today and sharing with our listeners your journey. And, you know, I always say that, you know, just like how um, before in history, how we had to navigate and find new lands, just like those navigators that had to find new lands to um, look for something better for their families we have that migration happening all over again. And, you know, they was brave to be able to go out and do that. And now we have that happening again. So you are very brave and I commend you for <laughs> taking that leap and finding new worlds to, you know, just to improve the situation. But wherever you go, I, definitely know that you will represent Hawaii very well with that aloha spirit mm, mahalo, mahalo. Oh, thank you so much so so grateful that you was here so I wish you and your family the best and I hope that you guys thrive within this new land <laughs> and maybe one day come back hopefully we'll see we will see in the future so mahalo 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 and to my listeners out there, thank you again for listening to this broadcast. Hope you join us again when we speak to more Native Hawaiians and hear their stories on Living Abroad. I'm Auntie Max, signing off. Aloha!